to start off with a small vision, and that vision manifested into something beyond expectation. And you know this, man! There's no excuse for not living up to the, your fullest potential. No excuse. I just told you who I thought I was. A guy! I see five. I see four. Let's do it, Black Excellence! Let's go! go, go. What's going on, Say Loud Podcast? Once again, it is your host, Boogie the Beast. Thank you so much for tuning in on SoundCloud and iTunes slash podcast. But uh, I had a really good friend driving to town from North Phoenix for me to sit down uh, across all of his endeavors. I caught him back in the States. So uh, without further ado, this is actually really cool because I know this man because I met him seven years ago during Phoenix Fashion Week, but I actually have never actually got to sit down and talk with him. So I'm about to learn about this young gentleman, young entrepreneur, young business owner, and uh, learn some stuff with you guys. So without further ado, Mr. Sharp, how you doing today? Yes, how you doing? Yes, how you doing? Doing well, doing well. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Thank you so much for sitting down with me, man. I just, uh, like I said, kind of just wanted to get to know you and, uh, you know, just have people understand what it what it is to be a young uh, entrepreneur out yeah. here and the no things course. you've been through. So if you want, just, you know, talk about yourself for a little bit. Where are you from? Uh, man, that's always tough. Um, <laughs> but it's a pleasure being here. Thank you for having me. Um, I don't even know where to start. Like, give me, give me something. Born, uh, born and raised. Yeah, I was actually born in Phoenix. Okay, a lot of people get the misconception that I'm from somewhere else, which, in retrospect, I kind of am because my mother and my father are from uh, both from Virginia, and I lived in Virginia for a few years. I lived in Hampton, Virginia, specifically, um, as well as Miami, Florida, for a few years. Okay, but I spent so much time there, even when I lived here, that that's almost just as equal as home. I feel it. That's where my blood is from. That's where all my family is. What? Um, where did you go to high school then? Did you go to high school out here or? No. So I went to high school in Miami, Florida, Ooh. as well as a, another school called Cooper City, which is a part of Broward County, but it's probably at 20, 30 minutes from Miami or whatnot. Okay. And then I, I got out to Phoenix my sophomore year. And then I graduated from South. But I actually went back to Miami my senior year, the first semester of my senior year. Then I came back. I had like three classes. I was well over like credits. <laughs> and I was and I was out of there at this and you, point. And you said you went to South Mountain High School? I did, Okay, yes. shout out to the South. I yes. went to North. That's why I was okay, like, yeah, I yeah. was like, okay. I got a niece that's going to North right now. So man, she's man. She's a freshman, first year. So man, high school life. Man. Um, you know, er, early adulthood career path, like out of high school, um, did you go to college? Um, for, I did. Yeah, did you go did. for academics, athletics, or no? For academics, okay. Um, I, I was. I always enjoyed athletics, but I've always been on the more creative side of things. Just when I was younger, I started out, you know, drawing, painting. Then it evolved. As you know, I used to rap. Yeah. For almost about twenty years. Like I always had a way with putting words together. Just creative, creative arts. I love starting something from nothing. You know. Okay. Um, but, uh, what was the question? The early adulthood, basically just, uh, yeah. you know, like what, what career path was that taking yeah. you down? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, school, I was going because I felt like I had the pressure for starters coming from my parents, mm-hmm. which my mother has her bachelor's. My dad has his doctorate's degree. Oh, geez. So I, I, I come from <laughs> a situation of education being extremely important. Um, but, but as I evolved as a, as a man, just as a human, I realized that I had to live the path that I wanted to live and that I couldn't, I couldn't live it for somebody else, regardless if that hurt them or not, or they had that expectation for me. I just, I couldn't. So I did, um, almost enough to 
get my associates. Then I, quote unquote, Kanye college dropped out, you know, and then. Uh, Shout out to Kanye, a little shameless yeah, plug. Yeah, we'll yeah, get to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, you know, I, I started doing music full fledged. And then um, I also ended up starting a group home company that serviced developmentally uh, disabled individuals. And so that was about, that lasted about seven years until um, I sold my shares of, okay. the, of the company. Okay, yeah. so early on in music, like you say, you were you were rapping. Were you also producing also with that, or were you I, only in front of the mic or behind the mic? Or I did for a short period of time, and that 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 was because Kanye pushed the idea. So yeah, go ahead, come on, yeah, man. Okay. All right, we'll so just we just go. Too. Yeah, we got to dive into this. <laughs> he tried to throw that in there real I mean, humbly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for real though. But like, so um, long story short, when Ye started to get his foot in the industry all the songs that I had that he had produced for me because of course he was just he was just recording demos so right. I would just go to Chicago I would record like you know and did you reach out to Donda. him? yeah so rewind it okay. my, my boy Damon Lamar Reed shout out to him he lo- he still lives in Chicago Okay. And he met Kanye during this art competition called AXO and I can't remember if it was Minneapolis or North Carolina where they met met but he came back to phoenix and he had this beat tape that kanye had gave him because there was a cypher like you know the creative realm right. you're usually good in more than one creative space right so he came back and he had like three beat tapes uh from kanye on there and he's like man you gotta listen to this and i was like okay and he listened i was like mind blown like yo i never ahead of its time ahead of his like time in my life so he was like here's his, here's his number you can call him if you want and i was like all right cool i hit him up we would chop it up, and it turned into a thing where we were on. We would be on the phone every day for hours. He would be chopping up samples, making beats, and I'd be rapping to him. Like, mm. and then one day he was like, "Man, you should come out to Chicago and record your demo." And I was like, "I'm like, let's do it." So that that's, that's how so that crazy. Ended up rolling from there, and I mean, I I've been around. I've seen so much. Like, I could probably write a book on it at this point. You know, I so, hope you do or something, or at least let somebody man, write it for you. Yeah. We have to figure out when that when, when that time yeah when that time comes yeah. So fast forwarding through that, um, you know, when did you? I, I shouldn't say stop rapping or you know stop the music career because yeah. I still feel like you have your you know your ways or ins and outs. People call you and all that stuff. Um, when you took another career change, essentially after music, um, what did you want to do? Like when when it was all said and done, what did you want to grow old to do? Like when you were either during the music or a little bit after it and where you were like, this is what I'm passionate about? Or was it always just the arts? Yeah, it was, like literally I can't tell you anything specific, but I just knew that I wanted to create. Hmm. Like, and, and I think, you know, as you evolve as a person and you understand the dynamics of mankind and <clears throat> so on and so the world, you, you start to want to put things together that, that, that improve people. Okay. You know, that, and put people in a better position than the one that they're in, and I and I feel like to a certain extent I'm still trying to figure figure that out, you right? Know? Just like everybody day by else. day, yep. yeah. So what got you into fast forwarding back to when I met you a little bit, and then we can go back and forth with that. But uh, yeah. Phoenix Fashion Week, what actually first got you into the the quote unquote modeling? Was it was it you like to dress up? Was somebody like, man, I just need you for a show, and then you know you kind of ran with it? Like uh, when did you take off as as a, as a model? It, it, and I can call you that because you've been published. This, this is true. Appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. It, um, it, 
it, it, it kind of was a quiet storm that just kind of brewed, like, right in front of me, you know. So uh, one of my good friends, Andia Winslow, she now lives in L.A., and she's making some phenomenal moves. Uh, and my boy, Brian Swan, Brian is a, uh, a stylist, a wardrobe stylist, and Andia is a model. So okay. They uh, had suggested, oh, you should try out. And I was like, eh. I was like, I don't know. I was already uh, an attendee of Phoenix Fashion Week. But the idea of doing that, I was like, I'm not really sure. And even at that time, I was about 260 pounds, like real heavy, brolic muscle. That's not something that falls I used to in the think line you were a football of, player. Everybody. <laughs> people, you know, when I used to have the locks, everybody thought I was Larry Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. <laughs> like, I'm like, come on, man. We don't really, all black people look oh, like no, don't, don't do us like that. I'm like, but uh, yeah, it was crazy, man. But um, so long story short, I ended up trying out. They had this uh, spring in the fashion event. And um, I ended up getting selected. But they told me that I was going to have to really work hard on losing weight. Mm-hmm. And so I did. I mean, I, I I was throwing down like a gallon and a half of water a day. Woo. I, it was it was I was consuming so much that I really didn't even have hunger. Like at that point, like the water was substituting my consumption. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But yeah, I ended up uh, losing like 25 pounds so I could get the clothes to fit, and and I did that. That's awesome. Yeah. What? Uh, how was the the switch over the change from you know going from making somebody's music or, you know, having somebody mm-hmm. tap your foot to, to being a part of somebody's image, I guess you could say in a photographer or a photograph, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Or creative. It was, it, it was, it was different because I think, um, one of the unfortunate things about hip hop or rap music is that you can, especially if you are a fan and you're also a part of that realm, you get locked into a certain idea of what what you're supposed to look like, sound like, dress like, so on and so forth. So, you know, here I am having done music for years and I had to break that mold. I had to get out of my own way of thinking or doing. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I'm like, even just kind of be, you know, being on stage and performing is a different type of display, you know, as opposed to Oh, I need to I need to walk this fine line, you know what I'm saying? A certain kind of way as well. While smizing. In be, yeah, in order to be respected. I mean, you gotta have that Tyra Banks like Come on now. Shout yeah, out to Tyra. To oh man. Shout um, out to her. What um when talking about that, like you like you were mentioning all that stuff, you kinda just sparked a question of how do you feel about today's hip hop mixed with the fashion side of it now? Like with the colored hair or young thug and doing like the adidas spread and dresses and being creative versus respecting the art of hip-hop from a creator's point of view it's a very thin line like me personally you're not gonna catch me with colored hair like that just ain't nah not never you know like even, even if i was even if i was 17 16 years old in this in this era that's not that's not who I am. Like, you would never catch me doing that. I, one thing I, you know, you say like Young Thug, I don't really, I don't really feel no kind of way about it. Like, because I am a person who prefers people to express themselves how they want to express themselves, you know? Right. Um, but it is obviously very different from the idea of what hip, what you think hip hop and rap is supposed to be. You know? Right. It's like, it's based on this macho bravado, like, you're not going to punk me, like, it, it, it's about tough guy type imagery. So I, 
I think it's cool in a sense because people are getting away from that. They're really tapping into who they are and they're like, hey, you know what? I'm going to put me out there if you like it. Cool. If you don't like it, I'm not tripping either. And I'm, and, and I think that's a, that's a good thing. Who do you think was one of the first four founders or starters of that from going from tough going into respect me how I am artists or a few of them if you can name them? <clears throat> that's tough because I feel like it was a slow draw. But I mean, I feel like Nelly was probably a good a good example just because his was more about just party but it it didn't really have that like um you kind of felt a little something like mm-hmm. make me a grill like you still felt like there was still some you know air force ones a yeah, little bit but it, it wasn't it wasn't like oh you step on my shoes i'm popping right you know like you didn't you didn't get that vibe you know so i feel like it was kind of like around that era that that it started the transition okay um but he's probably a good example Okay. Really Andre three thousand, three stacks, or or excuse me, Outcast back then. Um, but. not no. It it's hard to it's hard to say them because they had already been in the game since the nineties. So Ooh, as that true. transition started to happen, like yes, of course, three stacks evolved into a space where he's like man this is really me and this is what I'm gonna do and I'm gonna own that whether you like that or not mm-hmm. cool but I don't know if he was you have some that come straight in the game and they're like like I'm I'm gonna be this you you, you take that or leave it like we saw him evolve in front of us so it's a little bit it's, I feel like a little it's bit a different. little bit different yeah. I see what you're saying I see what you're yeah. saying with that so uh, outside of the music and then um, you know we'll get to a little break and a commercial break but um, where else have you lived, like lived, lived now besides Phoenix? Or have you always had home as Phoenix and then been here and there, there and back, here and there, there and back? Right, yeah. Hampton, Virginia. Besides high school, yeah. Yep, Hampton, Virginia, Miami, Florida. And that's it? That, that's it. So you just did a little little big triangle. A little, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little, little, yeah, little something, something. A little something, yeah. something. Okay. Yeah. A little and, obtuse angle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the mad jargon. Yeah, right. <laughs> I had to remember and that I one. math, but yeah. <laughs> Like, do you uh, do you do you enjoy in Fe- like do you enjoy Phoenix like thoroughly or is it because your roots are here? You think it's not a mental block or just anything, but to nah, not like, leave. I, I I I enjoy Phoenix, except for the summers. Whatever, I'm not alone on that one. No, right? no, 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 but, no, no. Um, but but it's it's kind of hard to say because it's like even though I was born here, it's like I was telling you earlier, it's like my roots aren't necessarily here. The only reason I probably still stayed here as long as I have is because my mom's still here. Like beyond that, everybody else is on the East. I got, I got a, I got a cousin, um, family living, uh, Rancho Cucamonga, but that's it. Like everybody's on the East. So it's like, you know, that tie with my mom, I'm, I can't leave, just leave her here. I feel it. You know, especially at the age she's at and all that. I'm like, I can't do that. I feel it. Okay. So when I do, when that move does get made, she's going to be moved first. Like, we're going to get her to wherever she got to go, closer to her sister, my aunt or whatever, and then good. I feel that. I love Phoenix, though. It's it's a good place. I love it. Shout out to the real estate. Yeah, man. (laughs) You are tuned into the Say It Loud podcast. Say it loud. It's funny. It's deep. It's lit. Say it loud. Say it loud. Best podcast I've ever listened to. 
All right. And once again, we're back to Say Loud Podcast. I'm still sitting here with my man, Mr. Taj Sharp. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we just finished up a little bit about him. Now we get to go into uh, what people are really interested in and some people are still scared of doing, and that's traveling. <laughs> man. Um, now, I'm not going to go too far because I want you to talk about it, but uh, yeah. you have quite a few stamps in your passport in your, in your years. You've been blessed and able to uh, go a few places. I'm on my second one, actually. Second yeah. book of passports. Yeah. Yeah. How many stamps do you have? To this day, I don't know. Wow! But, but put it like, <laughs> I don't. I really don't know. But I, but I do know that I've been to forty-three countries. That wow. part I do know. Yeah, forty-three countries. Yes. Do you remember your first international trip? Oh, absolutely. We're, so, um, at the time when I was doing music, we got booked to perform for military. Shout out Island. Yep. Shout out to them. Um, and Diego Garcia. Are you familiar with that? That's old school, right? Like old school meaning, like the bass, Diego Garcia. Yeah, it's a bass. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. So okay, I figured you probably would. Yes. So we got booked to perform for the oh, military shit. there. So the first leg was Tokyo, the second leg was Singapore, and then the third leg was Diego Garcia. And at that time, I was eighteen. Wow. Like I, man, if I could do that same leg again, I would. Like, and it would be completely different my experience. I feel like I, I soaked it in. But I didn't really, I think I just kind of took it for granted, mm-hmm. really. But but that's when I that's when I caught the bug. The first bug. Yeah. How have your experiences traveling around the world shaped your life into, you know, your age now versus when you first started, you know, just going through it? Yeah. I, I think the interesting thing about travel is, especially if a person hasn't done it, it's like to see how other people live, the way they move, just small little things like, you know, we'll use Amsterdam for example, like, man, it's it's a gazillion bicycles out there. Like you barely see cars, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's like, there's this, I feel like in America, we get painted this picture of how we should be living. And that's not, tr- it's not true though. You know, it's there's a lot of falsehoods and the things that we get pitched on a regular basis because there's other people that are living completely different than the way we're living and they're happy or happier and healthier happier Mm -hmm. they're healthy like you very rarely see overweight people in europe because everybody walks everybody Everybody walks walks, they ride bicycles their plates are smaller yeah the portions all that is completely different so I, i have i have this personal quote um that's a well traveled being is a well-cultured soul like Mm. that's my trademark so i feel like the more and more y'all just got an original trademark quote Uh y'all heard it that's that's mine you better not take it (laughs) (laughs) Um, we take all proceeds right back yeah for real i'm gonna set up that uh that go fund me you know what i'm saying for the quotes but um yeah it's there's there's really nothing like it like you know People approach me all the time. They're like, oh, the trip looked amazing. Like, I wish I could do that. You can do that. Come on, man. You can do that. Come like, on. And I'm like, listen, if you if you stop clubbing as much, spending all this money mm. on drinks, come on. you want to get Jordans, no pun to your name, you know. It, I feel it. it. You, the, people people want to be fresh for somebody else. Like, I, I, I feel like I'm fresh, but I don't have to have Yeezys on all the time. I don't have to have... Balenciaga's all all, all all the time to right. feel, because clothes shouldn't really make you feel that way anyway. Subtle swagger, very subtle. That's it. 
And, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm real big on preaching the, no, you can, you, I'm not doing anything that anybody else can't do. It's just a matter of will and like commitment of like, oh, if I want to do this, all right, you know what? Set up a plan. And then you, you knock out that strategy. And execute it. That's, that's it. That's all it is. It's all about execution. It's about the desire and execution. That's it. What, um, what has been the, just to give them a perspective of what you mean by if you really want it to happen, it'll happen. If you can remember out of your long travels, um, what is the most inexpensive trip you've ever had to pay for? Like when you look up travel deals and all that stuff, you know, yeah. just to put it in perspective and I'll share one of mine. You know, I feel like Cartagena, Colombia was very cost efficient as well as Bangkok, Thailand, Phuket, oh. Thailand. Oh. Those oh. You, crazy thing about Thailand, man. I, my wife and I went there. Um, Shout out, Miss Sharp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mrs. Sharp is my baby right there. <laughs> she um, she really had Thailand high up on her list, and I really didn't. But it was our anniversary, and I was like, all right, we're going to do this. So I set that up. Boom, we went out there, and we were just – I didn't really have any expectation. I was blown away. Bangkok, dope. Yeah. Dope. Two different vibes with the same country. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's a game changer. For a lot of people, you you really gonna go there and soak up culture based on how people live, what they eat, all that. Yeah, that's a good move right there. And what I was gonna roll into that with also was uh, what what part of the traveling is your favorite experience? Is it the food, the culture, um, you know, the history? <clears throat> Are you a, like you know when you go out, you know, everybody's got that weird thing that they collect or you know they want to do in every place. Mine is try the most wildest food or drink that I can yeah, yeah. so you know I've, I've I've had it all from cat and dog to um, what is uh, that what is that coffee yeah, yeah. Lump, lumpia or lumpa yeah lumpang and yeah. Uh, yeah. Bali yeah. yeah so you know I've done it all but what, what when you travel what is that what is that thing that you have to search for that you enjoy the most I, if I, you could have one I really don't what I do, I really don't have one but what it is is capturing images images mm. so you obviously know i'm a photographer yes like, fire I drone flying photographer too. and i'm a rookie at the drone flying too but you know at the end of the day like i feel like it's about capturing memories and 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 sharing those memories the way that i see them so it's like obviously i just got back from europe like i was where was i, I was in helsinki finland Santorini, Greece, Athens, Greece, and Istanbul, Nine Coast, Turkey. Yeah. And Turkey was the last one. Yeah. And, you know, it was kind of one of those things where I wanted to present, I wanted people to see it how I was seeing it, like, which I think is extremely important. Oftentimes people go to really great places, but the, but the imagery associated with their trip is kind of like, uh, it's kind of lackluster. It doesn't really give you the vibe of like, oh, I want to be there because you just the visuals don't really speak to you, you know? So I really try to make sure that what I capture is going to make the person feel something, you know? It'll inspire them to say, man, I want to do that. Like, and go do that. What's your preferred way of sleeping when you go to these places? Are you a are you a hostel hopper? Or now that you're married, are you guys a hotel or Airbnb? I've you guys never do time done a hostel share? before. I love hostels. I, 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 saw, <laughs> I saw your stories about that too. And I was just like, yeah. That looks pretty legit. I don't know how how legit the, all the rest of them are. Like and, that, a, and that's the thing. Sometimes people have to – you have to do your research. So yep. just a little bit by it. Um, you know, just talking about the traveling and the travel bug being in me. 
Um, USAHostels.com is like an accredited base um, hostel rating system that only not only Americans use, but everybody uses in the world. But it's like essentially like Yelp for hostels. Got it. Okay. So you put in like where you're going to go and then they give you the ratings and they have all their safeties. And if they have too many flags and they have somebody go and basically, you know, do a report on it essentially to make sure. But if it doesn't clear, then they close it. So it, a lot of them are older church monitor, like old church homes, mm-hmm. basically like you know where the the nuns took care of the the kids, yep. and now they're hostels or they're old broke down hotels. I stayed in a movie theater once, that okay. got turned into a um, like a separate bunk individual. Yep. You know, it's, yeah, but you know, for me, obviously, I don't have much to travel with, and it's just me yeah. when I'm starting out traveling, or you know, it's just me plus one. Yeah, and if you're spending. 14 hours a day outside, you know? Yeah, it it's, doesn't matter. You just need you a locker, a yeah, safe locker with somebody at the front that can tell you. So, you know, it's, it's always easier, you know, yeah. spending $8 a night versus, you know, the, the yeah. hotel or Airbnb. Yeah, the 200. 100. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, like, I, you know, I, like I said, I, I've never done a hostel before, but um, I, I really just started getting into the Airbnb thing, you know. Um, genius. I, it, it is genius. It is genius. It's, uh, and it's, com- it's, it's so interesting because oftentimes you can connect with the host and you actually made a friend. Like you're like, oh, I could come back to this place and I can hit them up and be like, hey, man, what you doing tonight? Like, let's go out and get and they'll do that. Yeah. You know, like and I, I've had some really great hosts um, during my traveling years. When it comes to my wife, though, um, we cool. We could do an Airbnb and we've done it once. Mm-hmm. But typically we'll do a hotel or something to that extent yeah. I feel it um, out of all the countries you've been to um, you know once or if you know your mom was just like let's go or your wife was like I'm tired of America let's go <clears throat> what country would you go and set back up in if you could just go retire anywhere basically into the sunset or into the mountains or into the Arctic <laughs> yeah. what, uh, what country that you've been to or that you haven't been to yet would you just say you know what this this is where I can see myself so I'll say uh, this. Excuse me. Yeah, I'll say <clears throat> like I was in uh, Zurich, Switzerland last year, and I landed there, and then I took a train to Milan, and we passed through uh, Lago de Como uh, in Switzerland. Man, I, I I still dream of that place, man. Wow. And it was crazy because I'm on the train, and we're passing what I'm like. I, I would have just I wanted to just hop off the train like I didn't even I didn't care about anything else that's how much that spoke to me and I'm like I could see myself living there even though I know that the winters are relatively brutal like you basically in the Swiss Alps yeah <laughs> but, it, man, but in the summer though nuts man that water is like some aqua blue like oh. you ain't never seen it before it's green there's mountains in the distance with snow caps you know like that, that place, I think about that place regularly, and I'm like, that's a place that I have to go and actually spend time at that place because I did myself a, a, a disservice by seeing Just that and see not it being able to it, do yeah. nothing about it. Yeah. Smelling your favorite food without yeah, being I'm able like, to bite it. <laughs> man. Oh, man. And last little piece for it. Uh, when you're talking to, to new travelers or people that have only traveled either domestically or just got a passport, what's the top three tips um, that you would give or just a few tips that you would give to newly found viruses of the travel bug or yeah. just people basically with 
with traveling? What are the key pieces that you could pass on? Um, you, you know, so I'm a big I'm a big advocate of if you tr- let's say you travel across the pond and you go to Paris. Beautiful. You've already taken the time to get there. Like map out hitting another country or a couple a couple of them. You know, if you can't, I'm a I'm I'm a huge advocate of that because you the hard part is already over. You there. Right. You know what I'm saying? So take advantage of hitting up Amsterdam, go to London, swing back through to Paris and come back home. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like so um one of the tips is just to maximize your trip. Make the most of that trip by visiting some other places as well. Because one of the other things I feel like is like oftentimes, like you can go to a place and it really is only worth three days. So don't spend three days, don't spend an additional three or four days at a place that you have already already essentially seen everything. Yeah, you didn't already, that's conquered territory, you know? So I mean, technically that'd be kind of tip two. Um, Tip three, Uh, that's tough, I don't know. Um, Are you a carry-on only kid? No, I'm Hashtag not. Hashtag carry-on only? No, I'm not, I'm not that guy, man. I, listen, when I went on my trip last year, I had bought this bag off Amazon, and it was like you could you could you could put two bodies in that bag, and I was and I was mad too because I was like, y'all don't got no other suitcase, and I, I, my hand was forced to have to take that. So you know how it is. Oftentimes, like if something is big, you feel you have to fill it, right? And I well, I gotta fill this up. I filled <laughs> that joint, man. I was, I mean, everywhere I went, they was looking at me like, "Who you carrying in there?" Right? Like, oh yeah, you're gonna have to check that in the yeah, oversized it luggage. That was bad, man. It was bad. But I mean, I try to pack. If I could tell other people, try to pack as light, lightly as possible. You know, it's no need to be go somewhere and be bringing five sweaters. Like, <laughs> bring a sweater or two, maybe or whatever, and flip them you know yeah. what i'm saying like make it easy on yourself you don't want to be carrying a whole bunch of weight do you think being a little uh, uh fashion you know background or art or artistic it's easier because i think a lot of the the perception unfortunately that a lot of people have now is when i travel my outfits need to look amazing because the photos need to look amazing and stuff yeah. like that um That's tough you know when, when traveling like you said or well, at least for me i only do carry-ons personally i've only done carry-ons mm. now um, so, you know, I'm, I'm very, like you said, flipping it around, switching it, wearing my heaviest outfit yep. into the airport. Yep. That way, you know, you get on the plane, you're still warm because sometimes those airplanes get cold. Be, most of the time they freeze. And, uh, you know, just, you know, always just finding a way to make it work essentially fashion wise. Yep. I also know people who go with an outfit and then buy their outfits when they get there. That's Which another so smart. That's another crazy thing yeah. I've heard. So. Yeah, I mean, I think it just depends on where you're going and, and, and when you get there, where to go to get what's going to complement you. It's true. You know, like, like me, for instance, like, I've never, I haven't been to Dubai or, like, uh, Abu Dhabi or anything like that. I can't but wait. I legit would go there with a minimal amount of clothes and you can put me in a full garb. Like, I, right. I'd be straight. Like, put the head a wrap job, on yeah, and everything. everything. I'm, I'm cool. Like, I... Like, I really like to submerge myself into the culture. What's up, y'all? Taji Sharp of MonsieurSharp.com. If you want your beard glistening, glowing, ladies loving it and flowing, grab a bottle of Summer Solstice. 
M-O-N-S-I-E-U-R Sharp.com is where you can get right and get sharp. All right. Thank you so much. Once again, the last part of this episode of Say It Loud podcast with my man, Mr. Sharp. Say it loud. My man, my man. So we're going to go into it and we're going to go into your things that you uh, happen to love in this world, not only besides family, but a few other things. So starting out with it, as you guys heard, um, you know, he's always been about the creative arts. He's done fashion. He's been behind the camera. He's been in front of the camera. He's done music. He's been behind the scenes. He's been traveling the world with the scene. Um, and now, you know, and then he had a group home. He had that for a while. And I'm sure you did a few other things that, you know, were creative content in between. And now you own another business. Yeah, um, if you guys haven't seen it yet, I'm going to let him talk about it a little bit because I finally can get my facial hair popping now because I'm out. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm about to, I'm about to get on this, this, this diet, this sharp, oil, yeah, this sharp. Yeah, so please, please give us some. Yeah, so I, um, it's almost been about two years now that I started a, a beer care company. Um, there's only one flagship product right now, which is uh, Miss Sheer Sharp is the name of the brand. Um, but the fragrance is Summer Solstice. Mm. So it's kind of twofold. So being that my wife is from Alaska, that was it was it was partly an ode to her because I'm not sure if you're aware, but in Alaska, summer solstice, the, the, it's sunny almost 24 hours a day, and then and it, it happened somewhere like maybe June 29th, uh, somewhere around there, where it's basically the longest day of the year, and then every day you lose a couple minutes of sunlight. Oh, but here's the other kicker they have winter solstice as well which that's going to be my next oil next fragrance Ooh, y'all heard it first y'all heard yeah, it first that's lit first. that's dope yeah <laughs> and so the other thing the the on the flip side of summer solstice it's a more warmer aroma right okay so my winter solstice fragrance is going to be a much cooler fragrance mm. but winter solstice in alaska is the darkest night and it's basically almost 24 hours of complete blackness that's crazy yeah and they're from there yes <laughs> yeah, yeah that's so crazy <laughs> what made you yeah. want to uh take this avenue take this route um i know you've had a beard probably honestly as long as i've known you but what made you want to get into beard care you know it was, it was interesting because i always found myself in a position where my beard would grow a certain length and it be it was irritable like th- there was this what they call beard itch you know and I, and I, and it put me in a position where i'm like i don't know what to do about this except for to cut it off yeah. and then start a beard back again you know and that was the cycle i did for years until it hit me one day and i was like man i, I need to do some research to kind of find out like what can what can you do to prevent like itch or you know how how can you moisturize your skin without having to use lotion you know Mm. what type of natural organic uh things are out there in order for me to um put something together and so at the time it was just an idea for for a remedy for myself but i probably came up with about 20 different variations of what's now summer solstice and my wife happened to be out of town that day um that week um and i narrowed it down to five and the one that I picked out of the five was the one that she picked, and I already knew. I knew I was it's on love. Something. I'm telling you, it's love. <laughs> Same thing. I was like, man, if she picks this. She was like, wait, let me smell that. Let me smell that one again. Da, 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 da. Boom, just like that. That's what I already knew, and I roll and I roll with it. And I was like, yeah, I, 
this is something I want to, you know, as like as I told you before, like even I'm 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 in the arena of of helping people. So even if it's something like beard care, cool. Um, it's just a stepping stone. Yeah. Another um, another piece of the help. Another piece of the art. Yeah. What um so after starting this business, uh, you said it's going on for about two years now. Um, you know, has it been? Has it already exceeded what you thought it would be? Who you would touch? You know, or is it still very much you know the starting point to where you want to go? I know you just said yeah. on say loud. You heard it first that there was going to be a winner part. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, is there still a lot more pieces to the to the growth, or are you just already excited? You know that it's it's out there and you've seen it help people. Yeah, I, I think it's still in the infancy stages. Um, I think what's probably really rewarding is that you know when the orders come in, there's a lot of repeat customers. Mm. So it's like if the product wasn't doing what it said it was gonna do and didn't meet your expectations, these people wouldn't keep coming back. You know, so I'm extremely grateful that I've been able to create a product that people are like, hey, I, I need this again, you know? That's awesome. Because I feel like oftentimes, you know, I mean, we, we, live in a, we live in a world where, you know, the makeup, cosmetic, hygiene industry is like billions of dollars. Billions, you know Kylie, I mean? like, billion. And so to be able to create something that people actually take to, that's, that says a lot. That's awesome. Because it's more than likely that this is not the only product they've ever used before. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's good. It's always good to see something stick. Um, out of all the accomplishments in your life or, you know, startups that you've started or been a part of, uh, which one has been the most rewarding now, you would say? Or the biggest, uh, yeah, the most rewarding piece to, to any of them? You know, uh, I, 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 I want to say even though music, just music to me is like something that has always spoken to my soul. Um but also, like, just the, sh the strides that were made. Like, you know, I was in a group at one point in time called The Survivalists, and we had a song debut on the, the, the top 100 Billboard charts. We were in Vibe Magazine, Double XL, right on. We were making moves. Did you go to you the know? Source Awards, too? I never I never went to the Source okay. Awards. Never, <clears throat> never, never. I'm not really much of an awards person nor am i really much of a concert person like mm. we just went to the jay-z beyonce um like two nights ago mm -hmm. dope i mean you can't say nothing wrong you can't say nothing bad about him but I, like literally I, I i got my ticket like two hours before the show like but i'm like my wife and her brother were going um and I was like, man, you didn't want to like be I, left alone. You didn't want to yeah, be at home. I don't want to be hugging the pillow, man. <laughs> hugging the body pillow all by my lonesome. Um, but now she was, you know, she, as I had mentioned to you, uh, off the grid, um, she just left for Egypt yesterday. What a um, life. Yeah. What a life. So I, I'm, I'm, ex I'm excited for her to, to be there. Yeah. Um, being that I've already been there before, um, I think she's going to really appreciate it. So, side note, who travels more, you or your wife? Man, I'm gonna have to give it to her. Jeez. <laughs> she 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 has this thing going on right now where work has her moving okay. around. That's awesome. And she we probably on average, as far as like international trips, are probably at par with each other. Okay. Um because uh, you know, obviously we'll travel together or we kinda have this thing going on where 
we have this joined list of places we're going to go together and then other places where it's like yeah, I'm not really tripping, or I've been there already. And That's so dope. So, God, what you know, life I don't goals? Her. Yeah, I don't want to stop her from her experience. So, you know, just transitioning that real smoothly, you know, talking about love and talking about everything he's been through and the love that he puts into his art. You found somebody that loves you just as much. And, yeah, uh, you sure. know, you guys have been um, a piece of the painting to each other, man. So if you want to, you know, just talk about how you met her and all that, because I, I don't want to get this wrong, but you met her in the club. I did. So I shooting your shot. Club. Listen, yes. shooting your shot. Ladies and gentlemen, pays off. But yes. please, go ahead, man. Talk about the yeah. wifey, man. Let us know man. what black love. Come she's, on. She, man, she's, a, <clears throat> she's just a beautiful person inside and out, man. Um, like you said, I, I met her in the club. It was kind of one of those. It was There was a lot of irony there. So I happened to be leaving Phoenix Fashion Week. And I had a friend who was hitting me up. Like, oh, you got to come out here. Da, 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 da. I'm like, nah, I'm not, I'm not going to go. So literally, like, I'm about to get in my car, leaving Phoenix Fashion Week, and then my friend hits me up again, was like, come through, and I'm like, all right, I already got to pass the club in order to get home. I have nothing to lose. I already knew the club promoters. I didn't have to pay to get in. Whatever. It was like, yeah, cool. So I get there, and I'm <coughs> there for me. about five minutes. And then I, I notice her, like, at a distance. Mind you, there's people all in front of me, like, clearly blocking my line of sight. But, but enough opening for me to be able to see her. And I said, I said, damn, I'm like, and I'm not even a person that shoots shots regularly. Like, I, I, I'm kind of one of those dudes that I walk in the building or whatever, and I would get more joy out of women sweating me and not and me not doing nothing about it. Mm. Like, there was some kind of joy in being able to like, oh, yeah, I conquered this without having to, without having to conquer it. Right. And then be out, you know, because... Obviously, you know, the, the community here in Phoenix is small. Like, it's a... Speak it. It's a big city, but it's a small town when it comes to people. We're very interconnected and woven, you know? So, um, but anyway, it goes, I'm, um, I just, I happened to approach her, and she was with two other women that I had known <laughs> from the club years, because at this point, I really wasn't doing the clubs anymore. Um, so, I bought her and her two girls drinks. When I met her, it was probably about 10.30 p.m., we didn't separate until it was time to walk her to the car. The lights was coming on. Man. And you think about That's you a magnetic that. connection. Man. It, it, it was crazy because, especially <clears throat> now and even then, it's like you meet a woman or whatever and y'all vibe and y'all even share a drink or whatever. That's cool. Um, real short convo. But you don't, as a man, you don't want to feel like, oh, I'm pressing her. I'm, I'm blocking her flow. All in the and ear. And as a woman, yeah, you, don't, you don't want them to think like, oh, this dude's stalker, 101, red alert. Like, no. You know what I'm saying? But the vibe was just there. It wasn't, I didn't I didn't want her to leave me and she didn't want me to leave her. And that was that was the end of that. That's so dope, man. So you guys have been yeah. together almost three. Almost, four, it'll be four years. Four the years now. Four years. We'll be married um come november it'll be four years come november 14th i so don't but i mean yeah i think i i proposed to her maybe after 13 months of knowing her already hey, i, I knew when it, i yeah. first met her i was like if she's and i and i told her like that, that after that first night if she's anything like i think that she is that's my wife and i said that on the first night i met her wow and I ain't never felt like that before. Wow, my man really yeah. found it. I'm never, never I'm going out tonight. <laughs> no. and, I, and, I, and, I, and I know women. I've di- I've dated some baddies in my time. Facts. But the but the the, the connection <laughs> that 
you can't make the, you can't you can't manufacture that. Like it was, it it's was true. real. It's real and genuine. You know, that's so awesome. So besides yeah. both of you guys having the uh, the passion for traveling and you know open about you know like leaving for six days here, five days here, or a week here, two weeks here. Um, what about what about marriage? Um, you know, at your age, um, is the most enjoyable part now? That's a that's an easy and a hard question to answer. I like um, it. I like it. I, Personally, I I think I think it just I think it has a lot to do with knowing that you're with someone who will look out for you the same way you you look out for them. Like, okay. And that's in any capacity, you know, like physically, emotionally, mentally, whatever. I'm like, I'm sure if push came to shove and she had to throw hands for whatever obvious reason, whatever reason, she throw would them throw them. Throw them She paws. would throw them. And she know I'd do the same. Get the you strap. Know, like, it ain't no, yeah, get the strap. <laughs> what up? <laughs> get the strap hashtag, man. That's going to be killing me, yo. I need to start using that on my Instagram Get the strap, post, man. Just, get the just strap. GP. Today was a good day get the strap it's a good thing to say that's yeah. so dope though man that's all good man but uh but yeah so you know i usually um ended out on one last question that i always ask everybody it's either talk to a future self or speak to a past mm. self but i want you to write a happy anniversary to your wife at 40 years of celebration what would that letter say Man, why are you doing me like this, man? <laughs> I love it. I love it. This ain't fair. <laughs> I want her to hear this. All right. Um, baby girl, um, life has been nothing but amazing with you. Just as anything in life, you know, it takes work. And we've been able to keep the tools necessary to build a solid foundation and live in that foundation. Um, I'm eternally grateful for you and everything that you mean to me and what you've done for me. And I love you. Todd. Yeah. Just like that, man. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, you know, sitting down feelings, with you. Man. Of you course. Of course, man. But <laughs> hey, man, the floor is yours. I wanted to turn it over to you. Say whatever you want. Plug it so we know how to get to not only your beard oil, but also to your travel vlogging, to your drone flying photography. Yeah. You know, anything we can do to support you, man. So, hey, the floor is yours. Man, appreciate it. So, for anybody that's interested um, regarding the beard care, you can go to MissSheerSharp.com, and that's spelled M-O-N-S-I-E-U-R-S-H-A-R-P.com. You can find me on social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's all the same, Taji Sharp, T-A-J-J-I-S-H-A-R-P. Um, shout out to my wife. She's always supportive, man. Like There was a period of time that I, I wasn't even working when I was building up the the brand you know and she she came through she man but yeah shout out to my moms shout out to my brother Aline he's no longer here in the physical form but he's always with me and shout out to my family and my friends all over the world man that's love that's love once again thank you so much for sitting down with me today man getting a little bit to know you now I actually have more context to text you and talk to you about um, but nonetheless, man, it's just always good to not only see black love, but just to see black excellence. And so that's why I wanted you on this podcast. But 
Once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. It has been your host. It's privilege once again to give you guys another episode of Say It Loud. Tune in until the next time. Stay black and stay woke.